Well, I was um, accidentally extra blessed uh, this morning. I told you uh, a month or so ago, I want to start scheduling time uh, for, for others to, to, to speak and to minister what God's been teaching them, uh, because I do believe we've got quite a few uh, in here and more still to come that, that, are, that are called to, 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 to preach. We're all called to share, uh, but, but many that are called to preach. And I want to be able to foster that and, and build that up uh, the way that somebody once did for me uh, so that I was able to stretch and, and, and grow. And, and, and uh, hopefully I'm still growing because I need to get better. But uh, so Tim shared uh, a month or so ago and it was awesome. And I talked to Kelly and I said, well, I want you to to, to share how about the end of uh, September? And she said, how about the end of October? And I said, well, that's fine. That, that's fine. That, that'll work good. And then I didn't realize that that would be the same weekend we would have the youth retreat. So I was like, I hit a home run on that one because, you know, I was up here helping and doing that. So having her uh, prepared was a, was a double blessing. But I am looking forward to hearing from her this morning what the Lord's been uh, teaching her and, and ministering to her heart. And I know it's going to be a blessing. So give her a hand while she comes up to the front. All right. Well, I'm not going to say much about all of this. I am very grateful, but I will start crying and I will not be able to finish this. So uh, we will be starting in Luke 10. If you can turn with me, we'll read and then I'll pray over the word. Luke 10, uh, 38 through 42. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I'll do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that it'll go and accomplish what you've sent it to accomplish, Lord. I thank you that you use uh, my voice to encourage and to bless your people. I thank you, Lord, that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive your word today in Jesus' name, and that you would be lifted up and glorified through it all. Amen. So we actually studied this story a couple weeks ago in Children's Church, and Hallie was back there with me. And it was um, a space theme, and we talked about astronauts and how they have an, a very, an important job to do. But with their job comes just distractions. And so one of the activities was to take foil and ball it up into balls and make asteroids out of it, and then to throw them at the children while you're talking. Don't worry, I'm not going to do that today because it totally backfired. Um, I lost them the rest of the time. They started throwing them at each other and me, and so you don't have to worry about that. But hopefully I was able to get my point across a little bit on how they can not be distracted, you know, that the world will try to distract them from the most important thing, which is Jesus. Um, so today I want to talk about what we can find at the feet of Jesus, which is the most important place when we allow ourselves not to be distracted by him. And I pray that through these stories that we can do that today. Um, so in Luke 10, 38, 42, you have two sisters, 
two sisters with totally different agendas that day. You have Martha, who invited Jesus to her house for dinner, but while he was there, she was too busy serving, and Mary, who was sitting at his feet. This made Martha mad, and so she complained to Jesus. And then Jesus came back with a a response that she wasn't expecting. I want to look at the two sisters for a minute before we move on. Uh, First, we're going to look at Martha. Martha had a good heart. She had a servant's heart. Martha is the one who invited Jesus. She obviously knew that there was something special about him. She opened her home to Jesus that day, but she didn't open her heart. It irked Martha that Mary was getting to just sit while she was busy doing all the work. And what I found interesting is in how all of her busyness, she still found time to complain. Verse 40 says, uh, let me find it. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I'll do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Now, if you grew up, if you had siblings growing up or if you have young kids right now, you've probably had this happen where there's a lot of complaining because someone else is doing more work. Um, and that's what, uh, let's say, if you, when we complain about someone, it's usually because we feel like we have been wronged by that person and we're wanting the person that we're complaining to to take our side. And that is what Martha was wanting. But what Jesus said back was not what Martha was expecting. When you read Jesus' response to her, you can hear his tone with her. Verse 41 says, But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken from her. Now, it wasn't that he was angry with her. He didn't yell at her. It was more of a concerned tone. And we read later in John 11 that Jesus loved Martha, and that's why he was trying to get Martha to see that she wasn't choosing the right thing. He let Martha know that Mary had chosen right, and he let her know that she was too worried and distracted by many things. Some translations say, because she was too busy with her preparation, she became anxious. That means that being too busy can cause anxiety. When we fill our minds with too many unimportant things, it can cause us to be anxious. That's because when we allow ourselves to be too busy, our minds are not able to be alert and aware of the enemy's schemes. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Staying too busy and distracted can cause fear and worry. So now let's talk about Mary for a minute. I'm sure that Mary wasn't perfect. I'm sure that she at some point dealt with some fear and worry. We all do at some point. But she had found the answer. God doesn't want us to be weighed down by worry or fear. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on him. For he cares about you with the deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. When we sit at the feet of Jesus, we are surrendering all those things. Worry, fear, concerns. That word cast means we can throw them at Jesus. We can throw them at his feet. It's putting an importance on God and not the cares of this world. It's showing God that we know that he is bigger than all those things And we can trust him because he knows us and cares for us and loves us. And that's what Mary was doing. 
During, the time, during their time, it wasn't custom for women to sit and learn. Women were expected to serve and host. Mary did, Martha did the expected while Mary did the unexpected. Verse 39 says that her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. Mary seated herself at Jesus' feet and was continually listening to his teachings. When we get, to know, we get to know Jesus by sitting at his feet and listening to his voice. We learn his voice so that we can distinguish his voice from the enemy's. John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Mary had chosen the right part. She had discovered the one thing that was worth being concerned about. One translation says that she found the one essential thing. Now, we have heard that word a lot this year. I'm pretty sure it's one of the most hated words of 2020, you know, because there's a list. And essential means necessary. And if I have learned one thing this year, there are way too many people in this world that do not believe that Jesus is necessary. But we need to ask ourselves, do we, see, do we treat him as essential? If we do not treat Jesus as essential, then we will not think it's necessary to go to his feet. Mary was treating Jesus as the most important thing. So what was Mary hearing to keep her at the feet of Jesus? He had something that was drawing her. That's what he did. He drew people. He always had a crowd. And that's because he carried and still carries light. He carried hope. He carried the answer to everything. You will find light, hope, and the answer to everything at the feet of Jesus. Martha missed out on what Jesus had to offer because, offer Mary because she was too distracted. Distractions can keep us in the dark, can keep us in fear and worry, and with no hope because it keeps us from God. Our next story will be in John 11, starting in verse 1735. So we're moving out of Luke, but I still get points for starting there. So let's go there. Eleven, starting in verse 17. And it's a little bit, so I'm going to start reading. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. And many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming... She went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rise at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me believes in me and will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him, going to Lazarus' grave to, to weep. So they followed her there, and when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up with him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. So Jesus finds out that his friend Lazarus, which is Mary and Martha's brother, is very sick. So he goes to Bethany. It says that Martha ran to Jesus as soon as she heard him coming while Mary waited at the house. Martha said to him, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. During their conversation between Martha and Jesus, Jesus questioned Martha's heart. In verse 25, it says, um, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? So here we are again. We have two sisters saying the same thing, but their hearts in two different places. Martha went to Mary and told her that Jesus was calling for her. As soon as she heard this, she ran to him and fell at his feet. She said, Lord, if only you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But this time, Jesus' response to Mary wasn't questioning her. It was compassion. It says he was deeply moved by her weeping. Mary came broken. The death of her brother was overwhelming. When she left to go meet Jesus, people thought she was going to his grave to weep. That's how sad she was. And I know from experience that death of a loved one can be very crushing if you let it. I've seen it take the life right out of people when they lose someone that they love. But I also know that when we come to the feet of Jesus with a broken heart, he will heal it. He will give you peace that passes all understanding. So why do you think Mary chose to fall at his feet that day? She knew that that is where she would find peace during this difficult time. When we come to the feet of Jesus, there is compassion and there is peace. So why did they ask the same question but get two different responses? Martha was in the presence of Jesus standing right in front of him, but still her heart and mind was far from him. She wasn't distracted this time by preparations, but this time she was distracted by her circumstances. We can welcome Jesus in our lives just like Martha. We can run to him, but then let the things of this world keep us from truly being at his feet. See, Martha believed in Jesus. It said that she believed that he was the son of God, the Messiah, and somehow she missed the most important part, which is the relationship. You can say, oh, I go to church. Oh, I read my Bible. Oh, I sing and praise and worship, but still be so far from God. We see it all the time. Isaiah 29, 13 says, And so the Lord said, These people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Having a relationship with Jesus is about seeing him as being essential in your life. It's about wanting to be at his feet all the time, not just when it's convenient. It's about choosing him over everything else and truly knowing him. Mary chose to, set, to sit at his feet when everything was okay, like we read in the first story. And then she chose to sit at his feet when she was hurting. If you are hurting, you need to be at the feet of Jesus. When you are happy, you need to be at the feet of Jesus. When you are full of fear and worry, you need to be at the feet of Jesus. And when you are feeling peaceful, guess what? You still need to be at the feet of Jesus. That is the only place that can't be taken away from you by others. He is the only one that can sustain you. Only you and your distractions can keep you from his feet. It will mean laying some stuff down. 
And distractions, I know, aren't always bad things. We have to do things. We have to work. We have to take care of kids and serve. Martha was serving. But what God is wanting is for us to work with him on our minds, to do everything for his glory, seek him in raising your kids, and serve with the right heart. Martha had good intentions, but it showed where her heart was when she complained. Mary saw Jesus as a necessity, and Jesus told Martha that Mary had chosen the better part. Do we see Jesus as being necessary in our lives, or do we treat him as a luxury? A luxury is something adding to pleasure or comfort, but not absolutely necessary. Do we invite Jesus in just enough for us to feel comfortable? Or do we push him away when it becomes uncomfortable? Do we have him around so when it's convenient for us, we can go to him? I had to ask myself, why do I find reasons not to be still? I like to be busy. I like doing things. I like always having something to do. But scripture says to be still and know that I am God. So I had to ask when I was preparing this lesson, I had to ask God to show me why I like to be busy. Why do people like to be busy? And it's because when we get quiet, things become real. What we're going through becomes real, and then hard questions come, like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my time? Am I treating others the way that I should be treating them? See, what going to God can be a comfort to you most of the time, but it's not going to be, I mean, going to God can be a comfort to you, but most of the time it's not because it goes against what your flesh wants to do. Your heart will want to choose God, but your flesh tends to get very uncomfortable when it's in the presence of God. We have to learn to push through the uncomfortable so that we can discover the goodness of God like Mary did. Jesus told Martha that Mary had discovered the one thing worth being concerned about. Jesus is the one thing and the only thing that we should be concerned with. And when we believe this, then there will be no other place we want to be than at the feet of Jesus. I want to end with John 12. It's not going to be very long, so. I I always time myself, and it never is. For some reason, I guess I talk way faster here than I do at home. Oh, true, true. (laughs) Okay, so John 12, 1 through 3. I almost didn't go here because there's some debate about the story, but I love how it continues to show Mary's heart. Um, So John 12, 1 through 3. It says, Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served. I guess she's still serving. And Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance. Now, the first time, the time that Mary was at Jesus' feet this time was different from the first and second time. The first time was to listen and to learn and to learn his voice, and the second was when she was hurting. But this time, it was showing her true devotion to Jesus. She came to him unashamed and with a humble spirit. Again, Mary was doing something that went against what was custom. You weren't supposed to be wasteful, and that is what people thought she was doing with the expensive perfume, and people didn't like it. But again, 
Jesus defended her. He says, verse 7, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. We can learn from Mary that we don't come to Jesus ashamed. When we come to the feet of Jesus, we need to come like her. Each time she came with her whole heart, she was saying, I need you. I can't do this without you. She came weeping and with a humble heart. She came wanting to know God more, and she came, devo- come, she came completely devoted to him. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain when you come to Jesus, when you choose him day after day until your last day, and then you get to be with him forever. Just remember at his feet you find hope, you find light, you find compassion and peace, and it's at the feet, at his feet that you learn his voice and he becomes your shepherd. Andrew, if you want to start coming up. <laughs> I don't even know how long that was, but... I'll go ahead and pray, huh? Okay. When he's coming up, I'll um, get ready to, you want me to pray? Okay. <clears throat> At the beginning, I'll say this before I pray, but at the beginning of 2020, you know, when we were going through all the quarantine, I was really liking the quiet time that I was getting with God. And I was like, oh, I want to keep this going. I want to, you know, because we had a lot of time on our hands, some of us. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to keep this going. And it's just one of those things where as soon as stuff starts again, as soon as work and school and all of that, then I, could, I found myself kind of, you know, going back, back to where I was, not spending as much time. And God just really here lately has just been, you know, on my heart. He doesn't, you know, during their time, they were able to literally go to the feet of Jesus. And I know that we're not able to literally go there, but we are able to go there during our quiet time, during our worship time, during our prayer time. We just have to, it doesn't have to be hours and hours. He just wants you to have him on his, on your mind. That's all he wants is to make sure he just wants you. That's it. He just wants you to just be in his presence. And that's by serving and loving others. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you make it unavailable for us to come to your feet. I pray that each and every person in here will desire to be at your feet, God. And when they come, they can come and surrender everything, all of their worries, all of their fears, all of their concerns. It says that you perfect those things which concerns us, God. You perfect it. You take care of it. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding us that we are not in this alone, that we are able to come unashamed to the feet of Jesus, that we can learn who you are, God, and know your voice so that we can hear your voice and not the voices of this world that tries to keep us distracted. We would only hear you and you would bring peace and light and compassion and hope to us in every situation. We thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. I pray, Lord, that each and every person here will leave blessed and encouraged and that, Lord, they would learn to just be in your presence. 
just be. We thank you for those things in Jesus' mighty name.